Shortcast Club. Hi, I'm Avi, founder of Shortcast Club. Each week, we highlight some of our favorite shortcasts. If you like variety, this is the podcast for you. This week, a common thread was communication and empathy, as we hear from experts in the fields of neuroscience, the environment, marketing, and communication. First up, Dr. Ben Rain, a neuroscientist who explains the brain in his shortcast, Make It Brain with Dr. Brain. In this episode, he shares a mind-blowing study that showed that Tylenol does more than just reduce pain. Today, I have another wild study on pain and empathy, and this one is just you got to see it. They had a bunch of college students take acetaminophen, standard painkiller you buy anywhere. And they had a control group take a placebo with no painkiller, and neither group knew what they got. Then they had them play a virtual game of toss the ball around, and they think that the other players are actual people, but they're just computers. At one point, they watched three other players toss the ball around for a while, and then suddenly player one and player three start tossing it just between the two of them and leaving out player two. This is very sad and embarrassing for player two because they want to play too. Well, afterwards, they asked everyone how much empathy they felt for the player that was excluded, and lo and behold, the people who got acetaminophen felt less empathy. But this goes deeper. In a second experiment, they had the participants read a story where the main character experienced something physically painful, like stepping on a thumbtack or slamming their fingers in a door, or something socially painful, like overhearing someone else say that they don't like them. Again, afterwards, the group given acetaminophen reported feeling less personal distress when reading these stories. So acetaminophen not only reduces pain, it seems to be reducing empathy for pain. Wild stuff. I love science. Follow for more cool papers. Next up, with some empathy for our planet, did you know it's International Compost Awareness Week? In this episode of Talk and Trash with Stacy Savage, Stacy shares a bit about why composting is helpful. This week is International Compost Awareness Week. Yeah, okay, what does that mean? International Compost Awareness Week is the largest global push annually to educate and take action on regenerative agricultural processes. This means food waste from your kitchen or your business kitchen uh, can actually be produced into a soil called compost. When compost soil is added to the land, it can create healthy soil, lead to healthy, more nutrition-rich crops, and ultimately less carbon in the atmosphere through increased carbon sequestration. 40% of the U.S. waste stream is food waste. When we compost our food scraps, instead of landfilling them, we'll receive all these benefits. Pause to read. Like and follow for more waste reduction tips. For my birthday last year, I was gifted a tumbling garden composter. It works great. Third today, we hear from Bill Harper and his shortcast, Don't Just Win, Dominate. Bill runs a successful ad agency and has some advice for anyone that works in professional services. All right, maybe you guys can help me understand this. If you're working with a client that doesn't appreciate you, fire them. Disengage with them. Make room for a good client to come in and take their place. I I talk to these battered business leaders all the time who are like, well, I'm working with these clients and yeah, there are clients, but they're not good clients. And I ask them, why haven't you fired them? Why aren't you walking away from them? Well, we've been working with them a long time. Do they appreciate you? Well, no. Do they let you do your job? No. Do they pay you appropriately? No. Why are you doing this? Stop. Stop doing it. You have a choice. You get to choose who you work with. It's it's that simple. If you want to make room for the right kind of clients, make sure you're not filling your time with the wrong ones. Let's hear from another marketing expert next. 
Kayla Yuli is a business coach for online stores, and in this episode, she really doesn't pull any punches as she explains that shoppers don't want to hear about the boring details of your company. Biggest reason your social media isn't growing your business is because you're talking about your products in a way shoppers do not care about. You are too close to the product to understand what people want to see. Let's look at these accounts that actually pull in millions of dollars per year. We see that it's very similar in one sense, surface level connections. Anyone at any entry point can arrive at this page, choose any piece of content and be entertained by it. Both of these brands offer a lot of value, but they save that for further in the funnel. Think about it like this. If I'm a shopper and one of your pieces of content lands in my feed, I don't care about how much love or passion was put into it. I don't care if there's 10 people on your team. I don't care if they have a diet of vegan soy buffalo bison. What I care about is, is this cute? Do I want it? Will it fit me? Now to further drive this point home, one of my most recent clients was a kosher restaurant. They did not find that interesting and they wanted to talk about the food. And I kept pushing them to post about being kosher and look what happened. Step outside of it for a second. Try to remember what you were interested in when you first got into this and you'll have a better idea of what the mass audience wants to see. It's all about listening and understanding. Dr. Ben Crosby, in this episode from his shortcast, Trivium U, Timeless Training for Professional Communicators, gives specific pointers on how to actively listen using restating and rephrasing to show empathy and engagement without dominating the conversation. In this series of videos, we've been talking about active listening, how to listen both with the body, visually, and with the voice, vocally. I want to talk in this video about restating and rephrasing. These are excellent ways to show engagement and empathy. Oftentimes in conversations, people will hijack the conversation, take control of it by one-upping the person who's talking to share their own experience. Oh yeah, well listen to my experience. You don't have to do that to show empathy. All you need to do is restate or rephrase. So let's say the person's talking and they're sharing an experience. This happened, this happened, this happened. You can break in and say, wait a minute, what you're saying is X, Y, and Z, is that right? And they're gonna be like, yeah, can you believe it? That little move on your part shows empathy, it shows engagement. Number two, use rephrasing when the point they're making isn't that clear. So let's say they're talking about an experience or they're giving you instructions. It's perfectly acceptable for you to break in and say, hold on a second, I don't understand. What you said is X, Y, and Z, but I don't understand how that fits with, you know, can you explain or elaborate? And they're going to say, sure. Using these two tactics will show the person that you are involved in the conversation, that you are contributing to the conversation, but you are not dominating or taking over the conversation. As a result, they'll trust you more. Next, Tammy Emmett, a psychotherapist in her shortcast, Therapy Beyond the Couch, explains what is titration to build your nervous system variability and how to do it. Psychotherapist here. Let's talk about a really important part of trauma release that you can do every single day. Building the flexibility or what we call variability of your nervous system is a huge part of trauma release. And what that means is being able to get activated and then to bring yourself back down into a more present and connected state. Activation, presence, connection. Activation, presence, connection. There's a lot of research and talk about cold plunges these days. Now that's not exactly my cup of tea, but what's so important about cold plunges is that it stresses the nervous system and then we're able to bring it back to a state, again, of connection and presence. But you don't need to do cold plunges in order to work on your nervous system variability. You can do it through exercise, bringing yourself to a, you know, a six or a seven out of 10 of intensity and then back down doing interval training you can also use it simply with your mind. We call it titration, where you bring yourself into a state of upsetness consciously, intentionally, 
and then you're bringing yourself back back down into a state of of connection and presence into upsetness and then back and forth now let's hear from liz jane in working girl shortcast with a humorous take on a study of the number one trait you need to be successful I just read this article about the number one trait that you need to be most successful and spoiler alert it's confidence which is like a big duh and then it goes over the three ways that you can increase your confidence and one of those things is perfecting your speaking skills which i totally agree i went to toastmasters it does help with your confidence and the way that you present yourself but the advice they give here is literally like the pitch and the tone and the volume of your voice So apparently you should slow down, lower the pitch of your voice, and turn up the volume to be taken more seriously. So technically, I should sound like this. Continuing on the theme of how to communicate more effectively, Marissa Moyer, a career coach, advises on phrases to expunge from your repertoire in this episode of her shortcast. You want to command respect at work, you have to stop telling people to disrespect you. And yes, that is exactly what you're doing. When you say things like, sorry, this is probably a stupid question. This might be a dumb idea. I don't know if any of that made any sense. You are literally telling yourself and other people, I don't have any confidence in my contributions. You shouldn't either. For our final segment, we hear from Tom Jordan, an acclaimed and award-winning voice actor and audiobook narrator. In his shortcast, Tom voiceover quick voiceover tips. He answers the question, how did you become a narrator? Now wants to know, what's your story? How did you become a narrator? Well, I was a voice actor for quite a many years before I got into audiobook narration. My mentor said, you got to try audiobooks. And I was like, really? That seems long form and I got to stay in a padded cell for hours at a time. And he said, you can chunk it out. You can do an hour in the early morning and then an hour at lunch and then an hour in the evening. I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And the next thing I knew, um, here I am, 6.14 in the morning, reading an audiobook and loving it because I'm building audiobooks chapter by chapter that are going to be up on Audible until the sun blows up. And I really, really enjoy it. So thanks for asking. I appreciate the question. Wouldn't change a thing. I hope you enjoyed this taste of some of our favorites from the week. If you did, please subscribe and consider writing a review on your podcast app. It helps surface our show to other potential listeners. We really appreciate your support as we grow our show. There are links for each of the creators you heard today in the show notes. Check out more great shows available on Shortcast Club. Download the app from the iOS or Android app store. Thanks and happy listening.